0: Good morning, everybody. My name is Pastor Lori. I'd like to give you my own welcome here this morning on the best day ever. Thank you for celebrating. Yeah, I'm also excited. That is celebration enough. It's just just that. But we're also kicking off a new series this week called Practice Makes Permanent. Now, I want you to notice that it doesn't say practice makes perfect, and there's a reason why we didn't title it that, and you're going to hear about that um, as we go through the morning. We're going to be looking at a few of the practices of the church, and specifically practices at our church and why we do them, why they're significant, and what they represent. And when we came up with this series, we were operating from this premise that what we physically do becomes something that we remember. When we engage with something physically, it helps us remember. It helps us stick, so to speak. And we just finished, if you've been here for any length of time, you know we just finished a long 12-week series called 12 Words where we took a look at the 12 essentials of our spirituality, the core basics of our spirituality. And this series is actually going to take a look at a few of the ways that we respond to the essentials of our spirituality. So over the next three weeks, we're going to be taking a look, and more importantly, we will be practicing as a community baptism, communion, and child dedications. Now, the first two, baptism and communion, are actually sacraments of the church. What that means is that they're rituals of the church that actually represent a very real connection to Christ and our salvation that we receive through him. We'll be talking about those practices and what they represent and what they signify this week and next. And that the third week, child dedications, that's a practice that we do here at E3 to mark the commitment between a family and and this church as as we join together to raise children to know who God is and to follow the examples of Jesus. So I want you to notice something about all three of these practices. They are all things that we do communally we do them together as a family. We celebrate together on Baptism Sunday as a family, as a community. We, We receive communion together as a family, and we celebrate with the families who have chosen to have their children dedicated in this community. We do that together. Baptism and child dedications are significant events, and we try to make them a huge celebration as you are going to hopefully experience today. Now, Maybe this might remind, I could use this analogy, um, and maybe if if you have been married, if you are married, uh, maybe you could think back for a moment to the day of your wedding. Whether it was a big ceremony or you eloped, my guess is that you could remember a lot of the details about your wedding day. You'll probably remember that forever. I'm sure if I asked you, you could probably tell me some very specific things that you remember. good things, and maybe some bad things, maybe some misses, perhaps. Uh, what you wore, who was there—those are things that I'm sure you would remember. Now, I got married uh, more than a couple years ago here in Tallahassee. There's no reason to talk about numbers this morning. That's not—it's not significant. Um, but I will tell you a number that is significant. It was the sixth month of the year, which means it was June in Tallahassee, which means it was hot. That's a detail that I remember. It was so hot that. Don't say how hot was it, but it was so hot that our pastor almost, almost passed out. He was also sick, but the heat overwhelmed him. He almost passed out during the ceremony. I, I mean, he didn't. We are legally married. Everything is fine. Um, the other thing that I remember about that day, among many, many other things, is that, as I mentioned, it was summer in Tallahassee, And what happens like clockwork every afternoon in the summer in Tallahassee? Yes, the most magnificent thunderstorm that I had ever seen in all of my life happened. Now, here's the magnificent thing about it. It happened literally the second that we walked inside to the reception place after the ceremony and after all the pictures that we wanted to have outside. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yes. Um, I remember that like it was yesterday. I can almost still feel the stifling heat uh, if I think about it. So I remember a lot of those details, and and I can remember what that day represented in my marriage. Now, if you've already been baptized, I'm betting you remember the day that you were baptized as well and how significant it was and how significant it still is to you. Maybe you can remember where you were, probably, and you can likely remember who was around you, who was with you. And Maybe if you've ever had your child dedicated to a faith community, this one or another one. Now, your child likely has no memory of that because we usually do that at a very young age. But I'll bet you, you remember the details of that day. We had our two youngest children dedicated to the church that we attended prior to E3. And I still remember the details of of those days. I remember where we were. And I remember who the people were that were around us. I remember those people who made the commitment with us to partner with us in raising our children, and those many of those people are still a huge part of my children's lives today, still pointing to them the way to go. It's been almost 20 years, and more than 20 years, and in Savannah's case, now communion is a little bit different of a practice. This isn't a one-time event. This is an ongoing thing we do to remind us of what Christ did for us. God doesn't tell us to practice communion over and over so that one day we'll finally get it right, and we don't have to do it anymore. We do this practice regularly so that we will regularly be reminded of the sacrifice that Christ made for us. It's important for us to always remember, and we tend to be, or at least I tend to be, a better forgetter, than a rememberer. So we receive communion again and again, so we will always remember that sacrifice. I found this quote as I was preparing for this message. It's from Aristotle. It says, for the things we have to learn before we can do them, we learn by doing them. You may have heard this statement here before. Richard Rohr says it this way, we don't think our way into right behavior, but behave our way into right thinking. We do these practices of the church to have a better understanding of who Jesus is and our connection to him. So all of life, you could say, is about learning and training and practicing so that we can go just a little bit farther than maybe we have ever gone before. So I'm going to use the analogy of training. I want you to bear with me for a moment. Let's let's talk about training for a race, okay? Now... I don't know if you've noticed, I'm not a runner, I'm not, it's fine, it's fine, I've made my peace with it, unless something is chasing me, I just don't see the point, I just don't understand it, particularly when I live in Tallahassee, it's just ridiculous, but hey, more power to you guys who run, that's awesome, you do you, Um, but that's not me, but so what if I decided to tell you today that a month from today, I'm going to run a marathon, okay, A, a half marathon. All right, let's be serious. A 10K. Like a month from today. You still could laugh. That's totally fine because I would tell you I've done zero training. None. Zero training. So I want to ask you, how far do you think I could actually get to reasonably before I just started falling apart, before I started cramping and struggling to catch my breath and where I just felt like my whole body was probably just going to give out? Yes, it is hilarious, it's not very far, but I will tell you this, I don't know how far it would be, but I can tell you that it would most likely only be about as far as I had ever gone before, which isn't very far. My brain remembers the limit that I reached the last time I ran. Our brains remember the limit of the last time we did something. So I have to train it by practicing to go farther than I have ever been before. Now for baptism and child dedications, there are practices that we do that take us a step farther than we've ever been before. It's the beginning of a new journey, not an end. It's the start of the race, not the finish line. Baptism celebrates the beginning of our participation in the body of Christ, and communion is the continuing reminder of our life in Christ and the sacrifice he made for us. And we practice to train our brain to remember by the act of doing. So why is all of this important? Well, you heard John say earlier today, probably, or certainly any other week that you might have attended here, that E3 exists to make disciples of Christ, to make little Christ's to grow to be more like him. And to do that, we say that we need to do what Jesus did to follow his examples. And quite frankly, Jesus was baptized. And Jesus established the practice of communion at his final meal with his disciples. Now, we believe here that baptism should reflect someone's own decision to begin their faith journey. So here. At E3, we don't baptize anyone until they are able to understand that decision. That's how we practice baptism here. We also believe that our faith journeys are supposed to include other people. We're not meant to go it alone. Others who have gone um, before us, who can guide us, who can point us to Jesus. We practice child dedications here at E3 to make a commitment and partner with the families that we will agree to serve in that role as much as it is appropriate for our next generation of believers. So these next three weeks, are gonna, we're going to talk about our physical responses to the transformation that has already started, or in the case of child dedications, to one that we hope and pray will begin one day. But today, this day, is all about baptism. Just like a wedding is a public uh, declaration of someone's love for their spouse, baptism is a public declaration of of a person's faith in Jesus Christ. And just like a wedding is not the actual marriage, it's a celebration of the new marriage, baptism is not your salvation and life transformation. It is a celebration of those things. Here at E3, we call it the best day ever, and we do our best to make it a big deal because it is a big deal. Just like your wedding day, the day of your baptism should be something that you remember forever. It's your opportunity to share your awesome news with your family and friends. It's the celebration of your decision to follow Christ and the transformation that has likely already begun in you. Baptism is a symbol The word baptism comes from the Greek word baptizo, which means to immerse completely, to wash, to to dye as as in dyeing a garment, to completely change or to completely transform the appearance of something. So baptism represents the new, completely transformed life that the apostle Paul talks about in 2 Corinthians the new life that we experience when we accept the gift of God's salvation, God's gift of his salvation. It is symbolism of dying to our old self and being raised to a new life in Christ as we emerge from the water. That's why we do full immersion here at E3, meaning that we put the person completely under the water and bring them back out. We believe that doing baptism in this way helps us connect a little bit more to Christ's very real death and resurrection. Baptism is an outward response to an inward transformation. You may have heard that phrase before. The baptism itself is not what saves you. Your faith in Christ alone is what does that. But it is an act of our faith and our obedience. We heard in the scripture read this morning that Jesus himself was baptized. Now, Jesus did not need a new life. He had never sinned. He did not need a life transformation. Jesus was baptized as an example of obedience and to set an example for us. So now we are baptized, we get baptized to follow his example. Baptism also connects us to the larger body of Christ, to all of the other believers. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians, some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, We all share the same spirit. So we join the family of believers who have been baptized through the Holy Spirit. And so that brings us to today. This will be the best day ever for five people in our community over the course of the morning. There were two in the last gathering. There will be three in this gathering. We've had the privilege, or we will have had the privilege, of baptizing three kids in our community. I want to point out that there's not necessarily a specific age requirement for baptism. We, here at E3, we believe it's important that they are old enough or more importantly, mature enough to understand their decision to accept and follow Christ and to understand the meaning of baptism before they do it. Elizabeth Wilkes is going to join me in a few minutes. She's our children's director here and she's going to baptize two of the kids who are still part of the E3 Kids program here at E3. And then I get the honor of baptizing a student from Student Ministries and two other adults over the course of the morning. Now, we've captured on video a little bit about each of their stories and what brought them to their decision today. We'll play that video in both of the gatherings so that you get a chance to hear a little bit about each of the five people's story who are being baptized today, even if only three of them are going to be baptized in this gathering. All five people had a life story before accepting Christ, and now they have a better life story because of Christ, and they want to share it with you, with us, with their family, with this community. Now, I want to tell you a little bit about some of the things that we do that may be unique to E3. We have given each person who's being baptized a T-shirt. On the back, it says, the best day ever. (laughs) woo Because it is, definitely is. And on the front, you'll notice, that you'll notice as they come up, there's a t-shirt that has a white block in here. Now, the significance of that white block is we've asked them to think about the new life that they have in Christ, who they are now. And so they've each chosen a word or, or short phrase that they're going to write in that block, and they're going to wear that into the baptismal. This is a visual reminder that they are no longer the person of their former life. They are not who they were before. They are a new creation because of their faith in Christ, and their baptism is a celebration of that. We also give each baptizee a candle. We'll have their name and the date on it. Now, the significance of that, um, Pastor Mike reminded us in his message last week that Scripture says we are called to be salt and light in this world. And that light, remember he said, and light was never supposed to shine only for itself. It was always meant to shine and point the way for others. So this candle represents the new light that shines in each one of these people that are being baptized because of their decision to follow Christ. Now they get to shine a light and point the way for someone else. We're gonna take a moment to recognize that these five people had someone who first shined a light for them, pointing them towards Jesus. Those people are gonna get the opportunity to come up here and light that person's candle signifying the role that they played in this decision that was made for today. Those people have been significant in the faith, of the, the faith journey of the people being baptized. Here at E3, we've always had a tradition of having one unlit candle. So at the end of the baptisms today, you will still see one unlit candle. This represents the fact that we are never done pointing people to Jesus. There is always at least one more person. Who needs a light to shine for them? And God, frankly, has called us to be the ones to do that. Not us, E3. Us. People. Believers. Followers of Christ. Jesus tells us in Matthew 28, Therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You'll hear those words as we baptize the people today. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This is the Great Commission. We have all been commissioned to make disciples, to baptize them, and to teach them. This is our work. This is what we have to do today. There just is no more time to waste.